0: Listen up, all Marketing School fam. I know you have so many ideas in the head of yours, yet struggling to find the time and accountability you need to make marketing work smarter for you, which is why I want to remind you our all Access Pass and all Marketing School course library. Think of it as your treasure trove. Pack with our self-based masterclasses and workshops, tactics, and templates, specifically created for marketers like you who we'll aim to channel their superpowers for good. But hey, what's even more exciting is that you're not just getting courses, you're stepping into a whole new world. It's a place where you're surrounded by your passionate community of marketing rebels, which are kind of like your cheerleading squad. Let's be honest, marketing can be a complex puzzle, but we're here to eliminate the guesswork, We're often you try and test the tactics to sharpen your strategy. Depending on the plan you choose, you can look forward to full access to our self-paid courses, project submission and feedback opportunities, our expert workshop library, as well as monthly upskilling series and weekly tactics that will really help you stay updated and get accountability when it comes to actually making some progress in your work. We also have monthly office hours, workshops, expert panels and sprints So you will be able to access our whole template vault. with ready to use Notion, Canva, and Google templates, making your life easier. Oh, and did I mention our swipe files and the community matchups? Oh, and the quarterly live deep dives, which are actually valued at 247 pounds, but they're included for you in your membership. Well, all this knowledge, community and more is just a click away. If you want to join us, simply head to amschool.click/library. That's amschool.click/library. On with our episode. Welcome to Alt Marketing School. We are proudly bringing together a new wave of marketers, just like yourself. We want to provide you with the skills to speak to your audience perfectly. Empower clients with winning strategies to market their brands, champion their values, and make a positive impact in the online world. My name is Fab, and I'm your host. May the class begin. Hi team, and welcome back again to Alt Marketing School, and happy 2021! I'm really, really excited to have you here back again for a brand new year. Alt Marketing School was just born a couple of months ago out of a whim and a crazy idea. And being able to come back with a new year, with some new exciting content, really fills my heart with joy. So I thought I would actually up my game because that's kind of what Fab likes to do. She likes to up her game. And how would I do that if not by actually bringing you some brand new exciting content and different type of content? Indeed, from this year, I'm also going to include some interview and conversation episodes, as well as the ones where I just talk to myself in front of a microphone. For this time, I decided to go big because, you know, you go big or you go home. So we're starting the brand new year with a super exciting chat with the incredible Dan Morris And Dan, if you don't know him, he is the co-founder of Heights. Heights is a brain care company and is also the host of the UK top business podcast, Secret Leaders, as well as the dad of two incredible fluffy cats, actually the fluffiest cats in the UK, if you need to know that. With Dan, we're actually going to be talking about how email marketing has helped him scaling his business and complete successfully his crowdfunding campaign. It's going to be such an exciting episode because it really uh, reiterates what I believe is so important when it comes to email marketing. And also, it proves that it's not just me banging on about why email marketing is so good for you. It actually gives you some more context that you can use for yourself. So it's not just fab saying that email marketing is good. Dan also backs me up. And with the story of heights, it's so inspiring because it gives you so much more context about this. If you're not a member, what are you waiting for? Make sure that you go to altmarketingschoolcom pro to find out more about how to join us. It's only a fiver a month and really it's pretty much about how much you would spend on a very late night Amazon spree. Actually, probably is a quarter of your late night Amazon spree. And you will get weekly exclusive bonuses. You will get the full replays of some of the episodes with loads of extra exciting juices. You get uh, a lot of case studies. You're also going to get some incredible report reviews and much, much more. So 2021 is really going to be good. And for 2021, we also added a new AMA feature where you can ask me anything. And the top voted uh, questions will be answered by me in special episodes for members only. So if you have a really burning question about your business, your brand, how to upscale something in your tactics and in your strategy, ask away. I'll do the research, put my investigator hat on and I'll provide you with the best possible answers. Anyways, without further ado, make sure that you listen up to this episode. Make sure that you share some love with Dan as well on social afterwards. Hope you're going to love it. I hope you're going to enjoy it. And you're going to be so excited to meet, yes, the fluffiest cats in the UK. Without further ado, let the class begin. Magic is happening. We are live. Hello. Hello, Dan. Hey, Bob. How are you doing
1: today? Uh, Well, I'm okay, as we discussed. I've had a very good night's sleep, which is good, but I've had a very manic day so far, so uh, somewhere in between. But it's winter solstice, and there's all sorts of crazy things happening in the universe, specifically today, with the Great Conjunction, as people are calling it. Yes. Um, And I do enjoy my woo-woo, spirituality, astrology, and more, so... I've been keeping a little eye on that. Um, <laughs> so uh, good energy and mixed energy is the answer, but energetic one way or another.
0: That is really good. And actually, uh, fun fact, I also love my and astrology. So we're literally on the same wavelength. I was thinking the same. Uh, so at the time of the recording, we're recording during winter solstice. And I think the energy has been so scattered in the last couple of months uh, for plenty of reasons, I think, in general. Um, so it's kind of nice to be able to hopefully... I hope for you as well, slow down a bit, recharge and kind of recenter a bit as well. That's kind of what I feel my theme has been for the last couple of weeks.
1: I wish that was my theme over the last couple of weeks, but I'll certainly try and make it the next couple.
0: (laughs) I don't know if I want to know what the theme was in the last couple of weeks, but um, thank you for being the first guest. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. <laughs> it's also quite. I like it succinct and it kind of straight to the point. um But I'm excited because also you're my first guest for the old Marketing School podcast, where usually I chat to myself, which is you know, it is what it is, and it's nice to be able to bring different voices, especially because I love what you are doing as well. And obviously, we discussed a bit what we're going to talk about. So, guys, you're in for a treat if I say so myself. Can you give us just a bit of an understanding of who you are, what you do, in case somebody doesn't already know who you are and where you come from. So a bit of an origin story.
1: Of course. So my name is Dan murray Serta, uh, And, you know, increasingly slightly difficult to find on Google because Dan murray Surta is a bit of an amalgamation of both mine and my wife's name. Because um, obviously I wanted to be that woke millennial that, you know, my mum finds very confusing still with all my life choices, like not eating meat and taking my wife's surname. But um, Dan murray Serta and uh, my... I do. I'm known for three things, really. One is Heights, so that is my brain care company that I co-founded with my best friend Joel, uh, and we can chat about that. Uh, one is Secret Leaders, which is my podcast, which is um, basically a business podcast. I speak to some of the top entrepreneurs in Europe, sometimes in America, on how they did, what they did, and their mental health challenges and sacrifices they made along the way, which is the UK's number one business podcast. And then the third thing I'm known for is my fluffy cats, which is very important. Uh, So they're probably the most important thing in my life. You could argue that I need more interesting things in my life, but I would argue that you need more interesting cats. So they are, you know, just to give you some idea, they just hit 10,000 followers on Instagram a week before heights did which really shows you my priorities and um, the other thing to say is that if you search on google britain's fluffiest cats they're the number one search result um it's the only thing i've ever been able to seo well in my whole life but it's very important to me that the world knows oh look here's one right now bells look there we go oh my god you are not oh, lying nope. you- not, guys, is not lying.
0: If you, Obviously, if you're not watching the video... It's definitely
1: worth watching the video just to see Bells. <laughs> Look uh, at right.
2: that!
1: I know. So she's actually the subject of a Sun article which says, is Bells the fluffiest cat in Britain? Which turns out, yes, she is.
0: <laughs> that is... I mean, first of all, for all the Brits out there, thank you, the Sun, for never letting us down. Thank exactly. you.
1: Exactly. Yeah, they always <laughs> report on the most important topics.
0: And also, I was going to ask you, actually, before you uh, so well anticipated me, what was on the ranking of the, the priority? And I'm glad that the fluffy cats are way on top. I'm really Always happy.
1: fluffy cats. Always fluffy cats. <laughs> That's amazing. That was so funny.
0: Actually, and I love the fact that literally you realized that you, it must, the biggest SEO win was actually like the fluffy cats themselves. Well,
1: the most repeated phrase I have, Inside Heights... Because as an entrepreneur, you do a lot of different things. Um, So you become quite good at lots of things and you have to train your team originally, like this is how we were doing things, please make it better, et cetera, et cetera. The most repeated phrase that everyone literally finished my sentences for is I don't understand SEO. So if they ever have a question about SEO or anyone ever comes to me about SEO or anything to do with an article or optimization, well, they don't anymore because they know what I'm going to say. It's the only thing I'd say as an entrepreneur I've always shied away from. So it's ironic that my cats had got to number one, but really it was just because of a son article than any effort.
0: I love that, that is so cute. Uh, thank you so much for giving us a bit of an intro as well. And obviously again, for introducing me to Belle, I feel quite chuffed and under now. Um, now, obviously one of the things that I was thinking about was how, you know, how you actually built up the, um, I guess the audience and also the, the fan base, we can almost say, and that loyalty through heights. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to chat. and. I was uh, I'm a marketer myself and I love emails. So let me just say that. So, for me, looking at a good email, a good newsletter is something that I love to pick. So, I'm incredibly picky, especially for the workshops I lead. I always want new examples to use. So, I'm definitely going to add obviously Heights newsletter to an example as a good example. And I want to lead to ask you, obviously, if you can give us a bit, a bit more intel on Heights and also how as well as obviously the brain care element and the products themselves how you're providing education through your strategy which i'm hearing a lot of it is emails anyway so it's kind of like a bit of a loaded question but a bit of introduction of heights again just to better understand and then how content and newsletters fit within this element of the strategy
1: absolutely so the idea behind heights is to build a brain care company so what we mean by that is if you think about the amount of time and understanding you have on daily practices like skin care, hair care, oral care, um, these are things you build into your life through routines, whether it's because you're, you're, when you were a kid your parents encouraged you to do it or as an adult you decided these things were important for your sense of well-being. Brain care is not a known term, this is not something people do, this is something that we've identified as a behaviour that we think is really important and A lot of the things that we understand to be good for our brains involve our minds. So they are mindfulness, they are social connection, they are therapy. There are lots of different things, but the brain is an organ. It literally needs certain things to thrive, sleep, hydration. Yes, all of the things that I just suggested, but also nutrition. So as an organ, if we get on a super basic level, certain chemicals will literally Make an impact on whether your brain is thriving on full, on all cylinders, and this is not a case of opinion; it's just a case of science, like any other organ in your body. Um, now, obviously, people have very different complex diets. Increasingly, there are more vegetarians, like myself, uh, and vegans, and pescatarians, and flexitarians, and all of these things, and um, that has a downstream effect on your mental health that people do not talk about or consider, but is scientifically researched and evidenced. So, what happened to me? with uh, my own journey a few years ago was I went from being a carnivore to vegan. Um, it was about five years ago, but um, a year and a half into being a vegan, so after the grumpy phase, uh, I had a uh, basically this crazy experience of insomnia really chronic anxiety really poor mental health problems unable to identify them very interested in well-being i read a lot uh, my father died when i was younger um, of poor health so i have been into wellness and into preventative health for longer than most people have been interested in wellness just because if you have that in your in your family it is a trigger point you learn firsthand what that means so you change your behavior Um, and You know, it was very very surprising to me to have a mental health problem as bad as insomnia. Um, After doing lots of research, I was uh, ended up being recommended to see a dietitian. She recommended me supplements. The doctors had given me prescription sleeping pills, but I hadn't taken them because I think that's not a cure at all. That's not really getting at the root of the problem. you know, I tried everything to cure my insomnia. The dietitian sussed me out in a minute and said, actually, uh, very common for vegans and vegetarians and people that change their diet. She sees this all the time in her clinic with mental health problems. Take these supplements, see see what happens. And within two weeks, I was sleeping like a baby. So after this experience, it also helped get rid of my anxiety. Um, I became completely fascinated and I started reading a lot about the science of nutrition and mental health. Um, that became a fascination and, you know, I started you know um well what really happened was I had a conversation with my business partner Joel who's my best friend saying he was doing things like keto and intermittent fasting and you know more things you do if you're at a healthy baseline and you're looking to optimize your cognitive performance he was there whereas I was below the baseline with poor mental health trying to get back up there um but we would had this conversation and it occurred to us that you know no one talks about brain nutrition no one talks about nutrition in this thing at all. And actually, there's loads of like charismatic marketeers on the Internet sharing all sorts of opinions that confuse people. Uh, why don't we read science papers, which I was doing anyway at this point for my own curiosity? Why read science papers and the thing that we're good at is communicating. So I like writing. I enjoy the practice of it. And I think it's one of my skills. So why don't I read a, read a science paper each week on the brain? and rewrite it in plain English in under three minutes and send it out as a newsletter. So that was like the idea. It was called Dawn at the time because we hadn't really thought about what company we were going to make or if it was going to be a company. At this point, it was just a newsletter, a hobby. One of those things that you try and start and you see how it goes. Um, But like, it was also really important to say like a couple of other things on this. Number one, it's something I enjoyed doing and was doing anyway. So this was more like taking something that I was enjoying doing and just giving it more of a formality by using MailChimp um the second thing was uh it was the way that i saw it was i knew that my motivations were leading me towards being interested in mental health in this area and i can see that there is a big gap in the space when it comes to nutrition and education there so i was like it feels like there's a business there but i don't know what it is but if i just write a science paper based newsletter then i can do whatever i want product wise we can learn by getting feedback from our community and we'll figure out what to do because the category is mental health and science. We'll figure something out. So that is basically what happened. And the third thing was really like, I understood I've had imposter syndrome many times as entrepreneurs do. Uh, so I was like, this would be a great way to get over that because, you know, one thing to get imposter syndrome, another thing to try and go into neuroscience and nutrition without a PhD, that's a very uncomfortable place to be with um, with, with imposter syndrome. And certainly like understanding that that is an issue. I was like, this strategy will allay all of those issues. So um November, 2018, I sent our first newsletter. 45 people signed up and read it. Um, it's very, very slow burn. Every single week, I researched a science paper and I rewrote it in plain English. And there've been a few different versions of it. Like the first one was honestly about 10 minutes long, so it was too long. Um, and I've got it down to about three minutes. And now we try all sorts of different testing um, with with the length, with the topics, etc. But the same principle is true which is if you sign up for the heights newsletter every sunday you get an email that is under three minutes long is scientifically researched and is about something that you can do to take care of your brain that week and yesterday's example for example like using a live example uh like we mentioned at the start it's the winter solstice that we're speaking on today yesterday was all about sleep because today is the shortest day of the year or the longest night. And so it was all about the science of sleep. Obviously, it's a very personal issue to me um, and true to being on brand for my own vitamins and my own uh, behavior. You know, I use a loop to track my well-being and uh, I got 99 percent sleep performance last night. Very important to say that because I also told you at the start of this conversation, I was up until two in the morning doing DocuSign legal documents for our crowdfunding. So it's not like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm perfect in wellness at all. There are times when on a Sunday night, I have to stay up till 2 a.m. doing legal documents. I'm a founder and that's part of the job. However, um, for me, optimizing my sleep so I can still have a productive Monday is still the most important thing. So coming back to it, um, the newsletter, it's about 117 newsletters that I've written, which means that 117 times I found time in my week, no matter what I was doing, to read a science paper, figure out what I wanna say, reference it professionally, and then write about it in a fun way. And it's become the cornerstone of our whole content strategy. So in the early days, we used our newsletter to communicate with people about what what behaviors they used. So when we were doing product development and we didn't know what we were gonna make, and this was saying Joel and I used to run a mobile company. So we thought we were gonna make a mobile app in this space. That's what we thought we were gonna do when we started. But actually, we went out and did a bunch of user research from people that were reading our newsletter and asked them about their behaviors, what they did to look after their brains, what they did to look after their general well-being, etc. And this idea of of supplements and vitamins came up all the time in terms of people starting a habit, not finishing it, not continuing, um, showing us what they had. You know, all of these things became really obvious to us. There's poor packaging, terrible design, shitty branding, really bad user experience, no emphasis on helping the customer build a habit no coaching behaviors like trying to educate people on the why behind they're doing things and trying to encourage them along the way then there's like terrible ingredients um really uh genuinely i, I, I don't know the right word to use but just irresponsible marketing um, there is a difference for supplements there's a loophole in which you can put in a minimum amount of the requirement according to science. Um, so the, there's a dose according to science and then there's a minimum amount you can use to make a marketing claim. So almost all supplements you'll buy in Boots or Holland and Barrett, for example, will use the minimum amount because they can get away with it. So first thing I learned from my dietitian was to go buy them in Planet or Whole Foods. They're three times the price. And whenever you've walked into Planet or Whole Foods and wondered why things are three times the price, I now know because there's a massive difference. Um, So everything there, generally speaking, is at the scientific minimum. So anyway, all of these things led to us, you know, going on a customer discovery journey that happened because of our newsletter, because of people that were signing up saying, yes, you can call me up and yes, you can do an interview. And we ended up doing a few weird things like going into people's homes. Um, But like, can I see your supplement cupboard? Was like a question when people were talking about the supplement cupboard. Like I wasn't a supplement taker and neither was Joel. So we didn't really know enough about the industry, which is actually very helpful, I find. so, you know, we're saying, well, can I see where you keep your supplements? And people are just opening these tablets and they're full of all these supplements that they've bought once and never carried on taking. So anyway, we used our newsletter community regularly to have conversations, to ask people, to engage them. I always ask a question at the end. People respond. Um, you know, yesterday I got maybe 30, 40 responses on the newsletter. I didn't even ask a question, but people are so in the habit of responding to our newsletter because it's sent from me and people do respond, and I do respond back to them. Um, you know, fast forward, like I say, 117 newsletters later, um, the newsletter communities, I think about 30... Sorry, yeah, about 38,000 people now, I think, a week, which is great. Been massive growth over the last six months, particularly. It was very slow for the first 18 months, was Stephanie were saying. Um, so a lot of persistence lessons there. But um, we... It's it's really interesting that how I have really focused on making sure that the newsletter feels personal still, so still feels like I'm having a conversation with people and that they can respond to me and if they do I respond back to them This like whole notion of it being a a community is super important it has to keep that kind of feel for us. Sorry, I went on a massive rant you've got some questions I imagine
0: yes but also i love the rant so uh the thing is there's so much goodness i cannot even summarize it all so what i would mm-hmm. say is that if people need to get more of that goodness just listen back again um there a couple of highlights that i really loved were definitely something that i'm going to ask in a second which is the dimensional obviously testing still i think is really interesting obviously the testing and how what can you learn from that i love and like a little cheers as well uh just for the element of personalization incredibly important um I actually will say that the reason why I got in touch with you, uh, just to give you some context, it is really because of these newsletters. Because one of the students from one of my uh, workshops uh, is a friend of, of Dan, and he loves his newsletters so much that he said he started he, he used it as an example all the time <laughs> throughout the whole workshop. So I was like, I really need to talk to this person. Uh, like, and it was funny because I actually was already looking into whites anyway. So it was a really interesting synergy that happened there. And then obviously I wanted to investigate myself. And I think it's nice to hear real stories of great success stories that actually have, as you say, like the element of honesty, like, you know, it, it can be a slow burner and then eventually, you know, you'll find that that flow that works in that relationship because um, there's a lot still of misconceptions and a bit of fear, a lot of fear actually around newsletters and the sort of communication. How am I not going to, upset people how am I not going to uh, intrude into their inbox you want them to welcome you and to be excited for you to be there and I think you hit so many little nails on the head with it with that and that just came from for me at least that logic of always thinking about how can we give value and how can we learn from our community And I love and then I'll finish with the loves, but I also love the fact that you mentioned, uh, which is super important, how to use a newsletter in creative ways to get that feedback and be open to adapt with the product, which I think for, for myself, like we're all marketing school is a brand that is literally developing as I get feedback from the listeners. And I get feedback from people in the newsletter. I'm just understanding what people want and how can we help them the best. And it's not the model for everyone. But it could be that in a part of any any business, you might want to experiment, experiment new things. And it's such a unique and personal way to be able to ask them the questions, get their feedback, where people usually are like bashing their head against the wall to get somebody to answer one survey. And actually, you find different ways to do that. So I just wanted to give a couple of pointers because I, I love that as well. Um, and I wanted to ask you first, and the question that really kind of came into my mind was, How are you currently testing and still evolving the newsletter to make it even better? Or again, again, to evolve it with the needs of your community? I'll call them community for now.
1: Yeah, so, well, we always are. So we do uh, NPS, uh, which I'm sure you've heard of, but Net Promoter Score. And we use that quite meticulously. It's hard because as you try things and you grow, your NPS will. will go down. And I think if you really focus on NPS and on making sure that people are getting a huge amount of value out of your newsletters, um, then you will continue to deliver a product that has high shareability. I mean, that's essentially what a net promoter score is all about, is about is someone telling someone else. And in the example you just gave, you found out about our newsletter because someone kept mentioning how much they liked it. That is essentially the promised land of a newsletter. That's the most important place you can get to uh, because the most likely place where people uh, sign up and get credibility is through personal recommendation in their network. In terms of testing things, um, so we use a platform called Klaviyo. Um, it's worth saying we used to use MailChimp. Klaviyo is outrageously incredible. Um, and there's so many different things you can do with it. It's really, really, really powerful. Um, it is for a certain size, you don't really need it for the first three or 5,000 people in a Mailchimp list realistically. But when you start to get sophisticated with your email marketing and you wanna understand more about your customer data, where they're coming from, different flows, all of these things, then you really need something like Klaviyo because Mailchimp just kind of taps out at an ability to do interesting stuff. Um, so one of the things that we've identified is um, you know, like customer flow. So understanding what journey someone's come from on our newsletter, and then trying to tailor their onboarding experience in the first four newsletters that they get. We only started doing this about three months ago. We hired a head of growth. She's amazing at all sorts of things. So she, this is one of the first things that she did was saying, you know, "I like identify the journeys that people are going on from our newsletter to understand heights, et cetera. And so, you know, now there are different onboarding flows But a pick of, you know, our past hundred and whatever newsletters before that, it's worth saying, like, we've done a hundred newsletters. That's a hundred, like, newsletters worth of my time. It's a shame not to be reusing some of that content, right? And so some of the most high quality ones um, that we might do, for example, if someone comes in because they've learned about sleep through our process, we will now know, we'll now have a flow that's like, okay, they've come in through sleep. Um, we want to educate them about these other things first, most importantly, but if they came in through nutrition, we would want to make sure that sleep was one that they got in the first four communications. So we started to pick out some of our highest quality newsletters with the best engagement rates around topics that are really important, so that we can make sure that the first four weeks for any new reader of the Heights newsletter are the best four that we can give you and there's no repetition so like little things like that that start to really boost the engagement rates up dramatically um you know it's worth saying we're a very small team there's only eight of us that do everything um so you know from a fully integrated supply chain to packaging and manufacturing to online marketing to social media to everything it's eight people so the reality for us is you know next year we're hiring an email marketer is like our big like exciting new hire, which I'm very excited about. So, you know, hopefully I can come back and talk to you about this next year and talk about these are things that we learned and improved. But for us, picking the roles that people are going to do, you know, an email newsletter, so an email marketer is not necessarily a really obvious next hire from eight employees, but it is if your newsletter is the heart of your strategy. So for us, it's like, you know, this has been such an important and integral part of building trust as a brand that's the thing if we 10x it we think that we could 10x the engagement rate of our community and word of mouth so for us it's like identifying those things that we feel like we're strong at anyway and then trying to get even more sophisticated so that's why that's exciting for us to be like the next hire so hopefully um I'll say even more wise things next year except they won't be things I've done they've been things that other people have done
2: To be honest, I I appreciate massively what you said as well in that, because I think you remind us of a very important thing, first of all, very exciting, Uh, but also you reminded us that um, there is that idea, I'm talking from a marketer perspective, everybody comes to me and depending on who they are, they ask me, so should I be on Instagram or should I be doing a podcast or should I be doing video? And it's refreshing to hear that again you also went into your zone of genius obviously you were the person in charge of the of the emails anyway and you thought that writing is what you enjoyed you loved already providing that value so you actually started with yourself first and i think is a great reminder especially when you're starting as a person you want to be able to think about okay what do you know what is my strength and then yeah. combining it with the with the platform that feels the most natural instead of saying everybody says i should be focusing mainly on x y and z therefore that's what i'm going to do is refreshing to hear that you know that is something that can work because uh, you know historically what we want to know is that what is the secret weapon that mm. everybody uses and it's never the case and so well, the thing people is people you use. you
1: are your own secret weapon so it's trying to understand what your thing that you enjoy the most is that you can commit to and do regularly so for example i've had so many full starts from saying to myself it's going to be social media because I see everyone with loads of Instagram followers and it does convert and it does do these things but you know it's just like I've tried so many times to get into that habit I'm going to do a video a day and then do this just not me as in I've worked on it and i have been trying really hard to do more on social media and it's going okay um but you know the truth of the matter is uh the newsletter was something I totally enjoyed I was never a chore. So I was never a like, oh, I'm too busy to do this. But it always happened with me with Instagram, always. And Twitter and everything. I love spending time on Twitter for fun. But, you know, crafting the tweets and growing is hard. So interestingly, like this year, I challenged myself to do more, to focus more on social media and make some effort. And I've had some wins, but nothing particularly dramatic. But what's been really interesting is my team have identified that a lot of our Engagement rate and click through rates, and all sorts of things that have really helped with their doing the analysis have come off my social media. So now the team have decided that in 2021, they want to utilize my social media more for brain care and understanding the founder perspective and brain care and why and crafting the stories there and coming up with a schedule that fits the hype's plan. That's okay for me because I don't have time or personal interest to do that, but they want to because they've literally seen that it has an impact and it will help with their numbers. So that's actually kind of the perfect sweet spot to get into, right? I'm not very protective over my personal social media channels as long as they're talking about things I'm interested in. So it's a good place to be to say that the team wants to use that because they want to fit it into the wider strategy because they think it's helpful because it means that I don't need to do the part of it that I constantly break my own promises towards doing. And it's Um, really
0: interesting actually, I love
1: that. Yeah, so like, I think the other thing is it's very tempting for all of us to say, I want to do the newsletter, I want to get better at social, I want to do this, I want to do that and that and that. You're, the same thing will happen to you has happened to me and happens to everyone, which is you're over committing and you'll wipe yourself out energy-wise because you won't be interested in all of them. And actually, if you want to literally 10x your energy and help it thrive, focusing on the thing that you can do well and making it better and better and better is a really rewarding process because you're enjoying doing it. So for me, that was newsletters. For you, that might be Instagram. I love that. So thank you for that.
0: And I think it's it's so important as well, because it goes back to that, you know, that personal brand that connects actually with obviously your brand. And I think, as you say, that's that's reiterating you being the superpower and the super secret weapon that we have now. Hi, as a question, and it starts with something that I spotted as I was signing up for the waiting list myself. For heights, I noticed that you use viral loops again like always a marketer always spot the thing I know this tool uh, and I love viral loops and for people that don't know what it is it's a very interesting tool that obviously allows uh, in different ways but definitely is a lot a newsletter and email centric but not just is great for referrals and and you can do also giveaways and you can do you know incentives to sign up and it's a great tool and I love that I spotted it on the website and I know it's very much tied in also with the newsletters so I wanted to ask you um, first of all, how does that fit within, obviously, the newsletter and the way that you're actually kind of creating the customer journey? And then after that, how has how have these strategies, including the newsletter and maybe that referral and word of mouth, helped you with the crowdfunding? Because that's uh, the final crowning question, I
1: guess. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um... So the Viral Loops is a bit of an outlier here because the reason we're using it is because we did have such a successful crowdfunding and then we were in vogue and all sorts of things we ended up coming out. Um, so the thing that's unique about our product, unlike everyone else in the industry, is we make it fresh every three months. So we order ingredients fresh every three months. The ingredients all come from different places, blueberry from Italy, Omega-3 uh, from Nova Scotia and Canada. You know, we have a very serious production cycle about having the highest quality product in the market. So with that comes trying to forward plan every three months. Um, We thought we would do well, but you know, we planned 30 or 40% growth. We doubled in a month. So because we're a subscription product, we have to make sure that we've got the product for our existing customers. So we immediately um, stopped any new orders. And the only way to get on, uh, get heights in 2021 at the moment is to get on the waiting list full stop and what we're going to be doing is batches of 25 pre-orders every day Um, so you'll uh, wherever you are in the queue you'll get an email for 24 hours you can pay and pre-order height so you're first on the list if you miss your place in the queue you go to the back it's the only fair way of dealing with it Um, so we found viral loops you know I, i discovered them like a year ago but never had a real purpose to use them this was the perfect time because it means that we can create the waiting list we want without creating any software so that's why Viral Loops exists on the website right now is simply because we're not taking any new customers. Um, and as for the, the crowdfunding, so that was the second part of the conversation, right? Um, I mean, look, the crowdfunding for us was uh, always an intention that we wanted to do it. But um, I think like anything as a startup, if you're going to try and do something, you should try and do it very well. Uh, so we put a lot of time and effort We planned our crowdfund six months in advance of going live. So, you know, one thing to say, everyone wants the secret. I am publishing an article on exactly how we did our crowdfunding strategy with full transparency, Links, service providers, absolutely everyone that we used. It's a long article, it's like 10 minutes long, but it's definitely for the nerdy. Um, And the idea for us is we wanna build a community always this is the whole point with the newsletter at the start now the whole point with the investor strategy is building a community and having your community invested in the journey with you so we focused entirely on this idea of crowdfunding for six months we let people know in our newsletter that we were going to do it we gave them you know time to pre-register etc and when it came down to executing our campaign you know we ran a record-breaking campaign so we raised a million pounds in 20 minutes That's the PR version. Of course, the reality is it's six months of planning in advance to make sure that things are lined up really, really well. In the end, we raised um, 1.7 million in five days. And, you know, that was just such a fast campaign. But, um, you know, I'm very proud to say the execution from start to finish was really good. But, you know, we spent the time informing our audience about when we would go live and, you know, using our newsletter ultimately to say two things one is um you know if you want to invest in heights you can do so from as little as 10 pounds this is one of the more important things for us it wasn't about trying to assume the economic circumstances about any of our participants or readers because you know the idea of uh, sharing in the reward of something shouldn't be about how much money you already start with at all or the stage in your life if you're motivated by the mission of heights and you've been reading our newsletters and you're into it You can invest from 10 pounds. That was really important to us. And then the second part was, you know, telling your friends. So if you think this is a good opportunity and you think that, you know, it's something you're going to do, then share it with other people. Don't be selfish. Keep it, um, you know, keep it in your network. Don't tell everyone, but, you know, make some recommendations. And those two things really combine very well. But obviously, by this point, we've built up, you know, a regular cadence of communication. Everyone knows they're going to get an email from Heights on Sunday. That's super important. It's not like uh, I'm gonna send a newsletter now. I might send one again in four weeks. Oh my god, we're crowdfunding. Oh my god, why weren't people engaged? It's like, no, you've got to keep people engaged regularly when people expect it. You need to build up that kind of awareness. So with heights, people know on a Sunday morning we'll email you. You can read it any time Sunday. Loads of people save it till Monday. Um, but you know that we're going to share our company information, whatever it might be that we want to do. That'll go in on Sunday, not at some random time when we'll bother you. So those things are important as per like a newsletter strategy as well.
0: I love that it's my favourite thing and I talk about it so much in my workshop is the importance of that consistency because it becomes like an appointment and now I'm projecting but you are podcast host as well but I also find that one of the great things about podcasts is exactly this some podcasts most podcasts have a regular cadence that will be potentially that specifically a specific time you know it's coming out it's like when my dad wrote the on very very side note but when it comes yeah. out every Monday and I actually is in season I love that i love yeah. to be able to be there at that time. And I think when your newsletter can become that appointment that people are not going to miss, as you say, you show up, rain or shine, and you give, give, give. And then at some point you're going to ask or you're going to you know, change that, but people don't know what to expect. And I think it's so important. Would you say that that's been something that you've seen people really started to commit to and expect at some point?
1: Oh, 100%. But the thing is, you've got to build up that trust. So... You know, it's like the secret leaders. We're out every Tuesday. Not everyone listens to it on a Tuesday, but it's out every Tuesday. And that's been going for four years. You know, people, the big problem is, and I do it myself. So I say people, but I mean, people like myself. We want everything to happen now. But anything you want in life, you have to earn. And earning is hard work. So you've got to put the time in. You've got to commit. And that's the other thing about this stuff, right? As in when we were starting our newsletter and it was just unbelievably slow growth i'm talking about like i don't know i think we had like a thousand subscribers by the end of a year that's like so disappointing because you read of other people with their tens of thousands and all this stuff right it's just like a lot of work a lot of energy going into it I don't really feel like it's moving the right direction but am i learning from it am i sticking to it am i enjoying the process of what i'm writing Am I doing it for them or am I doing it for me? And by answering those questions to myself sincerely, it gave me the energy to carry on. So this is the thing, like, it's really easy to look at anyone with any kind of success and forget how much consistency, including in all the moments that no one gave a shit about what they were saying. Um, You know, whether that's Tony Robbins or anyone like these are like Tony Robbins, Jay Shetty, like, you know, any actor that you've ever seen and been impressed by, like these guys, like, you know, every single week we go to auditions and things and say the same lines and same script a thousand times, 10,000 times. You see them in a film and you get jealous of like their success. Same thing with newsletters, same thing with social media influencers, I'm sure. You know, it's about consistency and commitment and just, you know, you're going to have those feelings of self-doubt all the time that no one cares about what you're going to say so therefore you, ha- you have to care what you're going to say and if you're doing it for an intrinsic motivation you can find yourself getting over those hurdles because like I say I-, I would say nine months at least you know the honeymoon period being the first three months of the newsletter then I would say easily nine months of like just constant self-doubt on whether this was worth my time at all um because no one was really engaging, like it wasn't growing particularly. Um, but I kept at it because I was learning and I was growing and I was getting value out of it. So that was like super important and that's a long period to feel like that.
0: I agree, but again, as you say, it's it's so important to remember that, you know, when you can and you wanna do it and you can actually gonna you know, commit to it for yourself. then obviously that's, that, that, that's the biggest hurdle. So yeah. thank you for that and again, Yay, newsletters. So yay. Once again, I'm biased. I, I mm-hmm. do love um, writing. I do love email communication. I think when it's done well, it's to me is one of my favorite way to build that trust and that one-to-one relationship with people. Uh, David Newman actually said emails are the best channel to be a personal relationship at scale. So, you know, there's something to be said in that. So thank you for all the wisdom. Thank you for being grueled by me uh, on the one topic of newsletters. If people want to find out... A- If people want to find out more about you and Heights and Bell as well, where should they go? What will be the best place.
1: Uh, So most importantly, it's actually Archie and Bells. I I haven't had Archie join us, sadly. So at Archie and Bells on Instagram. Um, You can follow their father, at Dan Murray Serta, uh, on everything. So Twitter, Instagram, and uh, LinkedIn. And obviously Heights. So Heights is yourheights.com or at your heights on instagram and following any of those would make me super thrilled thank you
2: we'll make sure we follow all of them
0: thank Excellent. you so so much have a lovely rest of the day and a lovely rest of the i guess the end of the year i guess
1: thank you, you too. so much thank you fab
0: thank you so much for listening Head to old school.com to find out more about topics that we covered in this week's class if you want to make your teachers happy, then hop onto iTunes and leave us a five-star review. Oh, and don't forget to spread the love on Instagram at Alt Marketing School. Until next time.